Oh, that's exciting. Um, who gets to do the agenda, you or me? I always have agenda items, but I know you have some eager topics you'd like to discuss. But at, at the start, hello, Andrew. Hello. I will give you the, the opportunity to start this podcast by talking about one of two things, okay? Okay. AJ Brown or literally anything else. Which one of those do you choose? Hmm, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think let's do AJ Brown. Well, we can do AJ Brown to to draw people's attention in hard-hitting topics. What was your immediate reaction? My immediate reaction was I was genuinely surprised that he was the Eagles were trading for an established wide receiver. I'm not super surprised about it. Um, I'm surprised about the timing of it. I didn't expect it to kind of come together like it did seemingly out of nowhere in the draft. And uh, I, I think that with the receiver market as it is and with receivers not wanting to sign here because of the Jalen Hurts situation, it made a lot of sense to trade for him. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, it seems like the negotiation, like all the negotiation of the trading contract happened within like an hour time window, which is pretty wild, but it seems like that's generally the market rate. Do you um, think they traded up for Jamison Williams first? Yes. I agree. I think this was a a thing that was in the back burner, but they wanted Jamison Williams. That's always my like question. So if, we're, if I'm in a draft room, can't you just say like, can we wait for them to make like make the next pick? I think like, you can. I think you can do that, but you have to like the team they're trading with wants certainty because they have other offers on the board, so they don't want like a conditional thing. They want to kind of just call it in. So you you do risk that sometimes, and some teams do wait, but some teams don't wait. How a, lot of people I, say, a lot of people are saying it wasn't a trade-up for Jamison Williams, but I don't know if I'd buy that. How live, like, do you think the updates are into the war rooms? Like, so the Lions made a trade. How quickly, once that trade became official, do you think all the other teams are notified? I would imagine they have some sort of a way to know of all the league transactions immediately. Immediately. They probably have some sort of wires hit the board of a league transaction, and that would be a league transaction. Interesting. Interesting. So when you think the they Eagles, have a Slack channel? They, they might. I wouldn't be shocked if it was something like that that was a lot more encrypted. Like, what I would think would be um, the Eagles saw the Lions moved up. They thought, oh, this is for a quarterback. They moved from 32, and then they knew that they could go up to 13 safely at that point. But it wasn't safe. So how we got got potentially. I, I think so, but most people don't share that opinion. But it seems like the Eagles did really good last night. AJ Brown is a very fantasy relevant player, very established player. I think he's a little bit overrated, but I'm in the minority there as well. And uh, I'm very happy that we have a good receiver. He is somebody who is never on my draft boards, and I don't know that will change this year, to be honest. He's a bet. He's a better real life player than fantasy player. I yeah, think. yeah. Like 
I mean, he gets a thousand yards a year, which is I think is pretty good when you play seventeen games a season, right? No, no, it's no a thousand yards is is good. We were on a text message thread with John Weiss, and it was clear he just kind of looked AJ Brown's stats up and saw that he had a thousand yards. He's like, oh, he's had a thousand yards the last two years. That's great. And it was like a very like went on his website and looked at his stats. Remark by John Weiss. I feel like it's like though like, and I hate to try, even use the word journalist to describe most sports reporters because they're not. Um, but most most sports writers would just say, this guy's a thousand-yard receiver, and they have not changed that trope for years. And even, like, new age... It's just uh, easy sports, to say. Yeah, but new age sports writers don't even... There, there's no alternate number either. They still say a thousand yards, a thousand yards, a thousand yards. Um, it's very rare that you hear like a different metric or, or barometer, like other than maybe catches, but catches are so arbitrary. Um, maybe well, yak. Well, AJ Brown's certainly good at that. He's a yacker. Uh, the Cardinals trading for Marquise Brown reeked of looked at his stats on a website and it said a thousand yards next to his name last year. That was a wild trade. I can't get over that Marquise Brown trade, but we can get into that later because I, I said A.J. Brown. I was thinking with this, with this, what's it called, this podcast, we could do a, a lot has changed in football over the last six weeks or so. Let's review what that means for the league and for fantasy. But if you have agenda items, we can go into your agenda now. Oh, yes. I do not want to miss draft topics because um, I know the off season is relevant and the draft will be continuing this evening. This is being recorded Friday, Friday afternoon. So between round one and uh, round two, um, a question for you. Okay. If, if, if you were to be drafted, how would you select your draft day fit as the cool kids call it? Would you go would... classic? Would you go wild? Would you I would go, go classic plus. I'd go classic, a little bit of flair. So, like, maybe uh, a tux with, like, a, a maroon top kind of thing. Something, like, a okay. little bit a little bit popping. Get it custom tailored, of course. But otherwise, course. pretty classic. Do you think they're not allowed to wear head, headwear except for NFL team hats? Probably. Probably is a rule. Yeah, because, like, I feel like a lot of athletes would go, like, hats, like the stupid Cam Newton hats. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's probably a rule because they want to get the, the headwear. It's a very prominent thing, so they can sell hats. Yeah, I was I was looking at it, and, like, some of them, okay, they they look, like, a little egregious. And other ones, I'm like, all right, like, why the hell are you wearing that? Yeah, the, the, but no one goes traditional. Like no one just walks up and be like, "I'm just gonna wear a black tux." No, you got to show out. This is your introduction to the the NFL world. It's a big night, culmination of all your life's work. You got to look good. Oh, like that one Michigan dude who had like all thirty hats lit, like right in front of him, and he was just waiting to pick the one off the table. Yeah, you can always return them. I'm sure that's their compliments of his agent. Um, All right, what other yes. agenda items you got? Speaking of uh, headwear, 
Jordan Davis. Oh, yeah? What yeah. do you want to say about that, Seth? He, is his head big <laughs> compared to the size of his body? Or do the Eagles have a bad Photoshop there? I think he could have been leaning back a little bit. But I agree his head looks small compared to his body. I think you'll have to see some Georgia full shots. But I agree. Small head, very large body man. Or a regular size head, very large body. Yes, yeah, so there was two pictures that the that there's one picture that the Eagles posted and it is like him with his shoulder a little bit leaned in and the head looks abnormally small for the size of the human that he is. And then I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then you go on Google and then his head is obviously much more proportional to the size of his body. And it seems like why can't they just take a picture of him wearing an Eagles hat? They don't need to like do crappy photoshopping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was, I don't know if it was photoshopping. I think it might just be a small head, but we'll have to see. I think you might be onto something though. I'm going to maybe maybe I'll reach out to him directly, see if he's around. I'm sure he's hitting up a cheesesteak place or two today now that he's or, probably in town or Delilah's. Uh, Harden's probably back in town. He could probably introduce him to some of the, perhaps the servers. Um, okay. And one more related topic, sort of related, and then I have another one for a later portion that is hyper specific. Okay. Um, what is your thought on, like, so there's for sports there are. There's a concept of a game day. What is the equivalent of for a musician or performer? Is there like a single phrase or wording that you think Um, exists for? Hmm. There must be because I follow a number of musicians on Instagram and they post like stuff like something like pre like show today or whatever but what would they say that's a good point um a true stumper so yeah it so, is a stumper they should have one of it's the same thing as like uh i guess i guess here's why it's not quite the same is because in baseball you don't really hear that term quite as much because there's just a game all the time and when they're touring you're touring pretty much the same amount of those baseball games so I guess it becomes less of a thing if you're doing it in such a sequence. So the the original thought behind this is because I was listening to Margaritaville Radio on SiriusXM. I like said, Margaritaville Radio. Oh, I'm a big fan. Big fan. I don't have Sirius anymore, but I would hit that a good amount. They they used to record it um, like at the there's like a like a station right in front of my old apartment in Florida. And that's where they used to record half the mm-hmm. the shows there. But so I was listening to that the other day, walking down the street, and I'm they're like, "Oh, today's game day," and I was like, "What?" And they were like, "There's a concert in like Virginia or something." I'm like, "Game day? Who the hell calls it game day? Like maybe like tailgate day or something?" But they just referring to it as game day, and they said it like many multiple times within like. A fifteen-minute period with obviously songs. In I between. honestly, do, I don't hate the term game day even for 
musician. So obviously it's not a game, but there's enough of a connotation and it applies pretty apples to apples. Yeah. And I feel like there should be a word for it. And game day just kind of makes sense and you can just adapt it for it. I'm fine with using game day. I, I was fine with it. I mean, I feel like it's also like part of like the, the vibe of like, I'll say almost like the cult-like musician followings, like the parrot heads and like deadheads and stuff like that. I'm curious if anyone else has Cred- any thoughts credit to credit to Margaritaville Radio for coining the term. I like I like that. See, um, I wonder what No Shoes Nation calls themselves or, or what call, refers to their game days as. I know Andy Reid's a big fan of No Shoes Nation. What's No Shoes Nation? Uh, that it would be Kenny Chesney. If you gave me like twenty guesses, I wouldn't have gotten that. Oh, there was a whole special, and he was equating. He was building an entire, uh, a quote, lineup of songs and equating them to different positions on a football field. And it was absolutely hilarious. He was like, this song is tried and true, like an offensive line. And I, I could not believe it. Sounds horrible. It, it was pretty bad, but I'd listen to it for entertainment. All right. Onward. Uh, NFL offseason. You have thoughts. Um, so I, I guess a question for you would be, do you want to like literally go through every team and skip teams where nothing happened? Or do you want to like just jump off at some things that happened and just go one by one at random stuff without any particular order? No order necessary. I feel like right, not so everyone I'll, then I'll pose, a, I'll pose a question to you. What do you think okay. was the single most important transaction that occurred in the NFL for the league of the NFL, not necessarily for fantasy? League NFL. Ooh. Um, I don't think about it too. I just can't. I haven't thought about like what would be number one. There's two that immediately jump to mind, but I'm thinking, trying to think if I'm overlooking it. Um, and and this is specific to a trend, like a a player transaction, a coaching transaction, or just general storyline. Um, I was thinking a a player could be a coach, okay. but That's if fine. you like have a storyline. Go like go for it. I, I don't want. I, this is supposed to be an open-ended question. Um, I don't. I was initially thinking of the Flores situation. I thought that that's something that's interesting. Um, it is. If there if there could be any forced ownership changes as a result, which then would then have potentially cascading impacts on uh, one, if not multiple teams. Um. That one's interesting. Um, Player-wise, I would discount the Brady thing. The the whole backstory to that is absolutely wild about like trying to like force the Brady thing is very the backstory is very interesting. I find that fascinating, but I'm I'm half glad that it didn't work out. Um, but the biggest ones is probably okay. It's I just thought of Deshaun, what, I, it's gotta I be thought Deshaun of what my answer would be. So I, I don't was, know if it's Deshaun yeah. Watson because. I'm I mean you can call me crazy but I still think that Baker Mayfield can play football and I don't think that Deshaun Watson is going to be that much of a needle mover um especially in that offense schematically Baker always gets hurt he finds himself like banged up all the time I know Deshaun Watson was like was hurt for like one season but like the dude can can sling a he's rock a very, he's pretty a well. very He's a very good quarterback, and 
what Cleveland did was very, very uh, sleazy, borderline stupid. Um, but it was a very big move. So it'll it'll definitely have ramifications. Yeah, I mean, that's multiple divisions impacted. Like, he couldn't go back to the Texans, so that sort of screws – sort of screwed them over, even though they have a relatively competent quarterback, seemingly in Davis Mills with his large neck. Um, but I, I feel like if you're talking about overall, like, paradigm-shifting moves, it would probably be the Devontae trade. The, so I think my answer was uh, Christian Kirk signs for four years, $72 million. Christian. There, there's the, Andy with the, the contrarian play. Well, do you get what I'm going at here? You're talking about resetting the wide receiver market. I think it's created a bubble in the wide receiver market, and a, that is the line of demarcation because about two days before that deal, Amari Cooper, who's on an expiring but got paid $20 million, went for a fifth-round pick to Cleveland. And uh-huh. then the, the, the Cowboys got absolutely hosed in that deal because Christian Kirk completely tra- changed the game where Amari Cooper's deal all of a sudden became a value point instead of an asset that had to be offloaded. And basically, since Christian Kirk made that deal, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Devo Smith, Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, all these guys either got traded or demanded deals, and it just completely reset the entire market and created this giant receiver bubble and made people rethink how they pay and treat receivers. Just don't pay them. Well, that's what Tennessee's going for. We'll see if it works. Mo- I feel like most good teams don't pay for the- have not paid for their receivers. Um, I don't know if I'm of the opinion that you don't pay for a receiver. I think it's going to be really interesting. I don't love what Miami's doing with Tyreek. But I think that what Las Vegas is doing with Devontae makes a lot more sense. Um, I don't really know if I'd want to pay Debo Samuel. The thing is, I do think I would pay DK Metcalf. I think it's a case by case kind of thing. And yeah, uh, I don't... it's just really been a huge domino effect of receivers, which will have huge fantasy implications. And I do think that in terms of changing two teams' fortunes a lot, the Devontae move is a very big one. Yeah, uh, that one's – I mean, that AFC West is going to be fun to watch. There's, a, there's a, lot of, a lot of fun divisions as a result of these large changes. Um, is, it is interesting, though, to think that there was some – a general perception that players – so, so saying players in basketball, it's a player-driven league. And then in football, with – the trading component being a little bit more prevalent with like the multiple draft picks being like NBA only has one draft pick, which people don't value draft picks, but in the NFL draft picks are much more valuable, at least non lottery picks in basketball from the basketball perspective. Um, But I I'm wondering if, is it shifting more power to the players or is it, is it still allowing the, owners or management to dictate. No, I think it's, I think a lot more power to the players. And also we can tie in the Deshaun Watson trade here as well, where he got every single penny guaranteed and got his money pushed off to year two as well. Cause of the suspension. 
So I think that you're going to see in the quarterback market, the next series of, of real trades or real signings in the quarterback market is going to model the Deshaun Watson trade. And it's going to be a lot more power to the, to the players. And uh, I think positions like running back are going to have uh, the opposite effect where it's going to be absolutely no power and a holdout will never work again. Like it did with Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's going to just pop the holdout bubble for running backs. And you, I don't even know if you'll see a running back holdout anymore. Um, it's a, uh, it's interesting. We're going to have to see what happens with, with receivers and see if it is a power to the player thing or it could have the opposite effect where you do what Tennessee did and you're just going to cycle in first and second round receivers and just keep trying to play the numbers game and keep hitting on them and not paying them. And maybe it's a bubble bursting scenario. But for yeah. now, a lot of power to them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with also like the obvious, there's always more CBAs to come, but if there's any sort of pushback on the guaranteed money, any of the, the rookie contract structure, how this all sort of plays into the picture. Um, and some of it's also going to be starting to bubble up from the college game where you have all these players that are more empowered with being yes. able to go to the portal, the NIL deals, and sort of seeing how that type of mindset and mentality that started for or more years younger and how that's going to slowly start shifting upwards in the next, I'll say two to four years in the NFL. How do you think uh, our league slash the fantasy market of America will value um, guys like Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams as compared to had they stayed with their former team? I think exactly the same. Slightly less. I would expect both to have a lower valuation. Um, I think Tyreek's will be much lower. Who's um, receiver number one? Like, who's who's a consensus receiver with number one in fantasy? Do we have one? Is it Chase? Probably, overall, I don't think there's a number one overall. Are you talking like a true like wide receiver one type ta- like? Player? Well, I'm just thinking like who does the market? Ha- oh, it's probably Cooper Cup. Duh. The, the, who would be drafted first in a snake draft or receiver kind of thing? Yeah, it Cooper would. Cup. It would be Cup. Um, I mean, there's Cup. Like if you're talking like clear cut wide receiver one type talents, it'd probably be Cup, Metcalf. I don't think Metcalf is going to be a fantasy draft in that realm because of the quarterback situation. Unless, what if they get Malik Willis today? Um, I don't think that Metcalf is going to be in that tier of player. For Mike, I'm not saying, Mike Evans? No, I think that I think you're incorrect here on your tiers of receivers. I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head, but I would say Tyreek, Devontae, Chase, yes. Jefferson, maybe Diggs, cup is that is that list and then there's like a drop off i don't think you can put tyreek up there due to his his injury history as well as the massive downgrade at quarterback yeah but you're also getting a good offensive system here it's like the equivalent they're going to use him like he's debo samuel because it's the 49ers system like i'm not saying i'm not saying this is what i think i'm saying what i think the market will think 
is, is all I'm going for here. Um, and I do think that Tyreek would still be in that top tier of, of guys, but I don't think he'd be like number one where like, I think Devontae might've been number one if he stayed in green Bay, but now I think it's cup, but I think Devontae probably would be like two or three, depending on like, does the market like really love chase or Jefferson. All right. Who is most likely in our league to draft Tyreek Hill? Oh, it's member pain. <laughs> is it because they, he, li- he it's lives a no, it's down a there? It's a no-brainer. That's part of it. It's member pain. Lock it in. Is getting Tyreek Hill. Um, the do you only think somebody other one like I would Mike... say is Matt Wittenstein might do it. So I feel like there's also the, the angle of perceived value. And somebody like Mike likes the concept of perceived value. No, Mike would get scared away by the no Kansas City thing. Mike would really take that into consideration, almost maybe to his detriment. I think he takes those kind of things into consideration. Whereas I think that he would see Devontae as a little safer. I think Mike wouldn't be scared away from Devontae, but would be scared away from Tyreek. I think people truly discount Devontae with Rodgers and Devontae with anyone else. I think Devontae is is really, really good. I think Devontae is really good. And I would discount him a little bit, but I think he is an excellent wide receiver. It'll be very interesting. Um, I could see Michael getting Devontae. And if I had to put money on it, I would say member Payne or uh, member Winstein. The reason for member Winstein is he will always draft a wide receiver for big dollars who is about a year or two too late to be drafted. See generally DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green uh, type of players as just a staple of his 10th place rosters. He might get up to eighth this year if he drafts well. He always has like a random year. is like top two, but it's uh, he needs everything to hit. And he just loves getting that like slightly over the hill receiver. And Tyreek is kind of on brand for that. But still lock me in for member paid as the Tyreek person. Um, who do you think drafts Cooper Cup? That's an interesting one. Because Cooper Cup is like a weird player in that his stats were obviously out of control. But like, if you ask me personally, I don't think I'll be drafting Cooper Cup because like, I don't know if I buy it as like a completely repeatable thing. I'm, I'm not sure. So I think it takes someone who like believes in the stats a little bit and the glow up from Stafford. I could see Mempain going for him. Like, I couldn't see you going for him, for example. Like, I wouldn't I would see never. you getting – yeah, I wouldn't see – like, well, that's, I would never like it takes a certain person to get Cooper Cup. My other thought there was Ryan. Yeah, I think Ryan's a good one. I could see Ryan – like, because Ryan's gotten um, – Ryan like, likes going McCaffrey. heavy on, on good players, yeah. And Cooper Cup is is a classic good player at this point. Yeah, like, he he's – like, I don't – Yeah, I like – I don't I see a massive drop-off. But I, I do see I, a, I like a regression. Yeah. Whereas me, I would I would be more targeting the the Chase, the Jefferson, the Diggs of the world, the DK. And I think you you probably think about it similarly. And I think Dan Whitmer thinks about it similarly too. Where Dan's always trying to be a year too early and not a year too late on somebody on a receiver, and he was with Allen Robinson a year too late. But I bet he, I bet he's not afraid and could get Allen Robinson again. Now that Allen Robinson might have a little bit of a comeback. Where did Robinson? I forget where he, where he even went. 
he's on the Rams, a very under the radar thing that uh, hmm. will be will be interesting for sure. That's interesting if he stays healthy. Hmm. Um, uh, do you okay. want to talk about Russell Wilson quickly? We can talk about Russell Wilson. That's a big one. He is, has been traded. He, uh, from what I understand, you're not a you're not a fan of uh, their prospects here. I am not as bullish on the Broncos as everybody else is, and uh, my I have a couple of pet teams every year, and the Chargers are obviously a a very sexy pick, but I do think the Chargers are um quite good. I have a very sizable uh, Super Bowl position in them. And that's the team I would place my bets on rather than the Broncos at similar value with respect to like how people perceive them. I just don't think Russell was very good last year. I, I think it, it went beyond, for the first time in his career, it went beyond scheme. And it was just like, even before his thumb injury, he was just like making weird throws and just like did not look the same and wasn't crisp. And I was a little worried if, like, the Eagles were to trade for him. I wasn't really feeling him. Do you think some of it was part of is part of the San, the Seattle scheme? Where no, I think he was missing throws. I think he was just missing throws for the first time. But like the Seattle scheme was very like run heavy, play action heavy, and that sort of suits somebody who just needs players that are more wide open. I don't know that he was ever, I'll say, the master of uh, of accuracy in, like, tight windows. Nah, he is, especially in the deep ball. His deep ball is out of control, and I think it lost a step last year. He had a nice deep ball, but, like, he was missing a lot of, like, I'll say intermediate throws. I, I don't love – I don't love the the receivers he has as much as most people do. I think he's got worse receivers. I I think Javante Williams is good, but I think that the fantasy community does overrate him a little bit as a football player. And even though I think that the Broncos' defense is good and, like, Sertan is really good, I don't think it's going to be, like, a world-crushing defense enough to, to carry this team to more than 10 wins, 11 wins maximum which means they're going to have to go on the road a lot in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't really see it. I don't see them. I I have a a hard time seeing them winning the division. Like, at this point. I I think they might be the fourth best team in that division. He might be the fourth best quarterback in that division. I think think he's close. I think he's the third, but I think it's closer to fourth than second. Yeah. Um. Um, what is this? Yeah, what is it? No, I, I'm still technically working at the same time as talking with you. Um, That's very good. Who do you think is the best team in football? Um, or who do you who would you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? Is a better way to put it. I'm trying to think of. The Buccaneers did not get any better, so I'm going but to there's a there's a key but to that statement, which is their conference okay. has gotten a lot worse. 
That doesn't matter to me that much. I think it matters. I mean, look at how Brady did his damage in New England. It's because he had a cakewalk division and a conference where it was just like, can you beat Peyton Manning? If so, like, you've got a coasting to the AFC Championship, at least. I think that's a similar thing with the Bucks this year. I think they're going to coast to the NFC Championship, and we'll see what happens from there. I mean, they don't have – their competitions, probably the Rams – Rams, Packers. I don't feel great about the Packers this year. I think I, I think losing De, I think losing Devontae is absolutely massive for that team. They could still acquire somebody if they want. Um, I don't see them. Doing I don't that, think but... I don't think the Niners are going to trade them, Debo. I wouldn't. Uh, I know. Uh, I don't think the Niners are good enough to win. I think the Niners are up there, and I think Trey Lance is going to make that team better. But I don't know if I feel good enough about them to really uh, put a lot of bets on them. And that's kind of where I think about, like, who do I want to put my bets on? And there's not a lot of team I, teams that I want to preseason bet on. It's a pretty wide-open year. It's very hard to say. Yeah, like NFC, I'd be talking still Packers, Rams, Bucks, and that's about it. The Cowboys have a chance to be very good, but because they're the Cowboys, it is highly unlikely they will live up to that chance. Yeah, I just usually they they find a way to screw themselves over, um, like Jerry Jones and him. The stupid thing. They're yesterday. on. They're on paper a very a very good team, um, but I, I am not really necessarily thinking that they're going to do well. I think it's the Bucks and the Rams and. If Trey Lance is legit, the Niners. But I think that the clear off-season winner and who's got the best Super Bowl path is the Bills. I think Bills have with, a pretty good shot. With the AFC West becoming an absolute arms race and Tyreek Hill out of the equation, I think uh, things lined up extremely well for the Bills. Uh, I still wouldn't discount, like, the Patriots. You, I will even though be, you don't want to. I, I will be discounting the Patriots. I think the Dolphins are a team to watch because I do like um, McDaniel it's quite be a, a bit. That's going to be a fun team. It's going to be a fun division. I think the Jets even are not going to be terrible this year. I uh, will probably – I'll to the three people listening to this, you – you might remember us half, but no one else will. I expect to be the person who drafts Zach Wilson this year. I think Zach Wilson's pretty good, and I think that the Jets are going to have a pretty solid year, like a good, like a like a like a giving a good fight seven win season type of thing. And that's going to be their peak. No, I think for this year maybe they they I think they had a really great draft last night, really really great draft last night, and um, they're plugging holes on a roster that has a lot of holes. Joe, you mean isn't Joe Douglas still hanging around there? Yes, he seems to know how to build a roster. Like I think that with Carl Lawson coming back, that was a massive loss for them last year with the Achilles. And if you're adding Sauce and you're just giving that pass rush just an extra second to to get hands up to get into the pocket, make a quarterback uncomfortable, adding that Florida State pass rusher who 
I watched the highlight package of yesterday before the draft because someone on Comcast Sports and I said the Eagles might get him. So I was like, all right, I'll watch this highlight. He was pretty good. And they got him at 26. And I think Garrett Wilson, who I don't think is the best receiver in this class, but I think he pairs really nicely with Zach Wilson in that he's got, like, ball skills. And Zach Wilson's got, like, arm talent, but not necessarily insane accuracy. So he needs, like, a guy who can just go up and get a jump ball kind of thing. And I think that's a really nice pairing. Yeah, I mean they they have a they have pieces to make a slight jump, but I don't see that them having enough talent to really make noise. But I think Which things are like lined dip. up for the. I think things are lined up well for the Bills, though. I think that they are they're just quietly making depth moves in the off season. They are getting a little bit better at places of need. Other people have harder paths to home field. And I think that they have what it takes to get home field in a tough AFC. And I think that that's who I'd put my money on is who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. I think this is kind of lining up to be the Bills year. So just keep that in mind, guys. Andy wants Josh, Josh Allen on his fantasy team. Not necessarily because he's going to cost a lot of money. Um, I like. I mean, I'm not breaking any ground by saying Josh Allen's very good. Uh, I will be in the mix for drafting Josh Allen, but I don't by any means expect to draft him. Someone's going to pay top dollar for him. So we'll see who that is. Oh yeah, we will only have a little, only a few more months to till we find out. We still yeah. need to uh, have Josh uh, do the his uh, banquet of days, but I feel like that's not going to ever happen until draft day. It's a real shame. If I had a guess, knowing that everyone's mostly busy. All right. I'm going to, I have one more question. Okay. And then I'm going to be out of questions. And if you have other questions, you can ask me and then we can call it a day. Okay. We have four months until draft day. Who do you think is the most interesting fantasy player where you will be curious either where he goes for in the draft and how much or how the market develops for that player. It's kind of like a player where you're not necessarily like, I want this guy, but like you're very curious and there's a wide range of outcomes for that player to be drafted at least. I usually don't put too much thought or stock into any research at this point of the year. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done any research. I'm not, so that's kind of that's kind of the base of this question, though. It's just like, the, for example, like Tyreek is a possible answer. If you're like, hmm, I'm curious what people think of him in in Miami. Like, I have no idea what the consensus is for for players right now. So I'm kind of so. What do you? Who's a player that you're like, huh? This can go a lot of ways. The the for me the biggest variable as it has been the past few years has been Christian McCaffrey. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm always curious what, like, because he's such either boom. Do you think he's like a consensus top five running back this year? Is that what people still have him as? Or are they kind of spooked by him? I've been burned by him. um, So I'm not too high on him. He still has name value. He has name value. He will definitely go for less than he has in years past. Um. I, he's somebody who I think will be drafted as an RB1 
but probably not like a top five running back. I could see like two people getting into a bidding war and putting him as like a top five expensive running back, but the majority of the league saying, I kind of want to stay out of this one. I could see that happening. I, I, I still expect him to probably go around like running back like eight, but there's, there's still not many great running backs. So my, person... my answer is similar. So who's your other person? I have I have the same kind of thing, so I'm curious if you're thinking the same person. JT. No, that's not my person. So why do you say Jonathan Taylor is an intriguing player? I'm curious. I would be curious more of how high people will pay for him. Like are we talking in the 60s or like more like top running back, but like 51 kind of thing? 60s. I mean, he's got. A, I think someone's going to go in the sixties for him. It won't be me. I I expect somebody to pay for him. I mean, he has a better quarterback. Um, I would say yes, a better quarterback. I, don't know. I mean, he's what thirty six now or something like that. Yeah, but he's not a freaking idiot. I yeah, but so he's got a better quarterback to hold to potentially offset it, which could also decrease his volume, maybe increase his general throughput. Or efficiency, so I like. I'm just. I'm always curious where the markets are going to be set, and usually everything goes down from there unless there's like one player left in a tier, which occasionally goes for higher than the general expectation. Yes. So I have two guys who kind of came to mind with this question. The first one is Saquon. Okay. Just I just have no sense of what his market is going to be. I don't know if someone if he's like. An RB1, or people are like, no, he's actually like RB25, and no one wants to touch Saquon. Just a simple, I have no clue how people are thinking about Saquon in like a better offense, better offensive line. Does that help? Are people just spooked about Saquon? I would and expect the other... him to be the second most expensive running back in that. What? Is that true? I would, I would expect that. I am surprised by that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just am surprised to hear it. Um, I'm not saying I'm right either. I'm just saying I'm, that's what I would expect. I'm, I'm, I would not expect that. If you were to but, tell me predict it, I would probably get – without thinking about who are, like, the top 10 running backs, I would have said maybe he'd be, like, 12 to 15. We've got a Saquon-loving league here. That's fair. The other player that I find very intriguing, um, and we'll see where his market is, is Kyle Pitts. He's going to be an interesting one. Um especially from, like, a tight end standpoint. Like, is he going to be – people are going to try to project? Is is, he, is someone going to finally, like, dethrone Kelsey as, like, tight end one from a cost standpoint as well? Um, he is someone who is interesting as well. Do you Where have do you any – I – I don't, I think, I, I don't I think, have a quarterback. I think they, I think they're going to get someone today, um, but I still think Mariota will be Week One starter. I expect that completely. I think that what we're going to see with our league's tight end market is we are going to see a squished up top four or so, and I think this is the first year where Kelsey does not go quote where he should in our league for value wise, and I think he's going to be. Like, you know, tight end's really cheap in our league. That's why, like, Michael got two last year. And I think that we're going to see, like, Kelsey go for 26 and Kittle go for 22 and Waller go for 22 and Pitts go for 25. 
kind of thing. Instead of like Kelsey goes for 50, Gronk slash Gronk goes for 50, and whatever. I think we're going to see a very bunched up top four or five. And Mark Andrews is probably going to go for like 30 or whatever. I forgot what Mark Andrews. So like, I think that's going to happen. And it's going to be a weird tight end market where like a bunch of people will pay medium dollar for tight end. And no one's going to pay top dollar for anybody. And it's, I think Pitt's going to be in that medium dollar range. But TBD. Yeah, I think that quarterback situation will scare many people off because Mariota is not known to be able to throw the ball very well. I like Marcus Mariota. I think he's going to be uh, a drafted by Seth player. I'm never opposed to drafting almost anyone, assuming the price is right, but not going to probably be on plan A. Do you have any further agenda topics? Yes, I would like you to explain Web3 to John Weiss. That's an impossible task. If you had to explain Web3 to John Weiss in two sentences, how would you explain it? Web3 is taking the social element of what we call Web2 and trying to make it more experiential instead of connective. That's the best that I can do in that short of a framing for, for John Ways. I'm trying to think about it for John Ways. Is, 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 it, is it's trying to become eventually an immersive experience for people where Web 2 was about making the web accessible and connective to everybody. This is the next level of that about what does that mean for the way that we live our lives in the virtual world, I guess. Do you think John knows about web two as a phrase? I think he would only know about it because web three exists, but I'm guessing he does not know about web two. Okay. That was all. That was a general thought I had. Knowing that John usually lives in 2005. Not a bad thing, but no. just the truth. All right. Well, okay. I have a call in three minutes. That I should what should we say at the end of here? Uh, one more thing. What okay. should we say at the end of this podcast where everyone could provide a different answer on Slack so that the jig is not up? But like, we'll say, like, if you got here, you're posting this so that you, you know, we know you got here. Hmm. How about like who's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Nah. All right, say another one. I'll let you come up with it. Ooh, uh, who's your pick to win the Super Bowl? Uh, why don't we just ask a, a tr- like a, a a question with an actual like firm answer, not an opinion, like a, like a trivia question. Not even trivia. You can just go like first. Like, who was the first pick? Like, who who was the first pick of last night's draft? Yeah. So like I don't know that league, everybody like, in the league would know that answer without looking it up. Um, That's probably correct. How about this? If you're listening, tell us the third pick of the draft last night, including if you have to look it up. It's not – it's just – this is your way to timestamp it. Who was the third – who was the third pick? Oh, I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. All right. Hold on. Time out. 
we're going to do it in descending order so that basically, like, who was the first pick, not third, we're going to change it to first, in the mm-hmm. draft this year. The first person to buzz in says whoever the first pick was this year. Then if you've done it, if you're listening to this, if someone's buzzed in already, you have to go a year back and say who was the first pick the year before and we'll make it sequential. And then see how long it goes. See how long it goes and where it stops. Do you think it goes over under Joe Burrow? <laughs> Joe Burrow's three people ago. As long as you and I are excluded. Under, you and I are um, excluded. Um, unless two people go, unless you allow two people to go into a continual. Uh... No, it's got to be unique. You can only do it once. All okay. right. I also agree it's going to be under. So, uh, you know, yeah. the game now, people. Think about if, if you were the first person to chime in, you say who went first in 2022, and then you take it from there. Okay. I'm proud of this one. I like this. This is a good collaborative effort by you and me. I think this was a top-notch mid-postseason event. And you want to sure do it again in, in July? We'll figure it out. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Au revoir.